Hi, this is Alana Terry. You're listening to Season 3 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This season's Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook is Torn Asunder, a Christian suspense novel set in North Korea, written by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence, and sponsored by our Patreon community, which is raising funds for liberty in North Korea's Underground Railroad for refugees. You can find out how you can be involved and how you can also get regular Christian fiction ebooks and audiobooks and sometimes even paperbacks when you join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash alanateri. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you today's episode of Torn Asunder. Chapter 20 Hannah paused at the entry to the safe house just long enough to catch her breath. If Mr. Kim was awake, she didn't want to barge in with a silly grin on her face after her first delivery. The work Moses recruited her for was serious, deadly serious, and the last thing she wanted was for Mr. Kim to think she was too immature to pull it off. She donned a neutral expression and creaked open the front door. Mr. Kim sat at the table reading by candlelight. He ignored the hissing tea kettle and didn't look up when she came in. She wanted to slip to her room and warm up under a big pile of blankets but he stopped her. You didn't get lost or anything. She paused just long enough to whisper a reply. Mr. Kim tilted his chin slightly in acknowledgement. Good. It was the highest praise he had ever given her. Soon leaned over the toilet. The strain from his retching brought tears to his eyes. He splattered water onto his face and wiped his mouth clean before flinging the bathroom door open and scurrying over to his superior's office. The general was smoking a cigarette, his feet on the desk. He didn't glance up when Soon stormed in. I thought you'd come stopping by for a visit. I need to talk to you. Soon tried to keep his voice steady. General Sin gestured to the surveillance camera with a flick of his wrist. I know. Talk. Soon glanced at the camera hidden in the corner. It's off, the general snapped. Won't that make them suspicious? They know I have my reasons. Now, what do you want? Soon begged his tears not to fall. You killed him, the general shrugged. That way, you didn't have to. He was loyal. He didn't deserve... Soon stopped. He doubted his voice. General Sin swung his feet to the ground. He didn't deserve a life behind bars. He's free now. Free. Such a simple word. So impossible to attain in this godforsaken land. Soon cleared his throat. He... he was a good man. Agreed. General Sin folded his hands on the desk. Which is why I didn't send him to the gulag. Soon swallowed away the lump in his throat. 
His body quivered, both with anger and terror. You didn't send him to the gulag because you didn't want him spreading more rumors. Sin narrowed his eyes but said nothing, so he went on. You talk about the cause. You prattle on about the work still left to do. And yet, with your own two hands, you kill innocent men. Men a hundred times more honorable and more courageous than you could ever, than you will ever. He wiped his eyes in frustration. The eruption he expected never came. The general raised a single eyebrow and kept his hands folded in his lap. Are you done? Soon turned his face away to hide his tears. General Sin gestured toward the door. If that's all you have to say, then I suggest you finish cleaning up the interrogation room. Quan stopped by that afternoon. Hannah couldn't tell if she was just imagining things or if he was really looking at her with increased respect and admiration. I hear you made your first delivery this morning. Mr. Kim had gone out to tend to the chickens, and everyone else sat by the fire. Hannah kept her hands clasped in her lap and nodded. Did your leg give you any trouble? She wasn't sure where to focus her eyes. It felt vain to meet his. She ended up staring at the top button on his shirt and shook her head. Quan stretched out his legs. I remember my first donkey trip. I only carried three Bibles, but it felt like three truckloads. I was trembling so hard I'm surprised I ever found my way back. She giggled, glad to shift the conversation away from herself. Did you ever get caught? So Young poked at the fire and sat down across from them without saying a word. Quan sat up a little taller. Well, there was one time. A cold burst of air blasted through the back door as Mr. Kim came in. You'd better be on your way, nephew. It will be getting dark soon. Burying a prisoner had never taken soon so long before. The heavy weight in his stomach seeped into his limbs, dragging him down. When he was finished, he crouched in the dirt, where one day his own body would meet its resting place. There were days he wished he never learned men were created for freedom and dignity. There were days he cursed his own conversion and the constant danger it forced upon him. He leaned over the makeshift grave, trying to fathom what type of prayer was appropriate for a travesty like this. He knew it was general sin behind him by the way the dirt trembled under the forceful strides. Soon didn't turn around. The general had already seen his tears once. You did well today. General Sin never offered praise before. Soon lifted his finger to his cheek and pretended to scratch it. He made a move to stand up, but General Sin squatted down next to him. For a moment, the two kept silent vigil before Levi's unmarked grave. Soon could hear the general's throat working each time he swallowed. Finally, the general coughed and mumbled, For the kingdom to advance, we must all be prepared to make sacrifices. 
A dozen questions hung on Soon's shoulders, like chinks in an iron chain, until he finally found his courage and his voice. When you say sacrifices, do you mean martyrdom or murder? General Sin picked up a stick and etched lines in the dirt. Yes. Soon didn't ask any other questions. Chapter 21 Hannah crossed the border several more times over the next few weeks. Even though the subsequent trips were never quite as invigorating as her first, she was glad for the chance to feel useful. Now that her leg was mostly healed, she could think of no better way to serve her countrymen. Of course, she didn't know what kind of messages she was relaying between the safe house and Agent Soon, but Moses had assured her the work was critically important. Whenever exhaustion from her sleepless nights dragged her down, she thought of Moses. When frightening sounds startled her in the darkness, she wished for another chance to meet him, just to glean some more of his conviction and strength. Would he be proud of the work she was doing? Would he be surprised someone her age had made so many successful deliveries? Sometimes she imagined he was just watching her, hiding behind some tree stump or crouching just around the corner of the trail. If she were caught or attacked, he would be ready to protect her. Have you ever met him? she asked soon one cold and starlit night. She needed to return home before it got any later, but she had been trying to gather up the courage to ask soon about Moses for weeks. He glanced over his shoulder and lowered his voice. Who? You know. Him? She nodded. No. They both looked down, neither one willing to break the ensuing silence. It was time for Hannah to go. She turned back to the river. He's at Camp 22, you know. She spun around. Soon rubbed his hands together in the cold. Your friend. He's at Camp 22. I saw the transfer orders myself. His countenance fell when she met his gaze. I thought you'd be happy to know. He's safe now. I mean... He looked at her, his face searching almost pleading with hers. Finally, he bowed his head. I'm sorry. I just wanted to tell you he was still alive. I think... I think he would have wanted you to know. Hannah went on without saying anything. She was still numb with cold hours after returning to the safe house. Hot tea, layers of blankets, nothing offered any warmth. The tears she expected to shed never fell. Soon hadn't told her anything her heart didn't already know, and her tears had dried up long ago. As soon as he finished his work for the day, Soon headed toward the grave of the fallen missionary. Staring at the lump of dirt now covered with frost, Soon wondered yet again what he was still doing in Chongjin. He thought about Hannah the sweet girl who passed him messages from the safe house in Sanhei, and the young man who had been captured at the same time. Soon thought about his own comrades. Would anybody cry for him if he were taken to prison camp? 
soon bowed his head over the grave. I'm sorry. He wondered if such crimes as his could merit forgiveness. You know, he doesn't care if any of us visit his grave or not. Soon couldn't imagine a more unwelcome sound. He acknowledged the general with a small nod, but said nothing. You wonder if there was something else you could have done to keep him alive, General Sin stated, bringing an unexpected lump to the back of Soon's throat. He clenched his fists. He wouldn't let the general manipulate his emotions. You're hardly sleeping at night, Sin continued, and you've all but stopped praying because you don't think you're worthy anymore to present your requests to the Almighty. Am I right? Soon let his head drop once in affirmation. The general took a step forward and clasped his hands behind his back. Now you know how I feel. Soon cocked his head. Was the general mocking him? Even now, General Sin continued, I ask myself if it's really worth it. Am I really making a difference in the end? And do you know what I figured? What? The word croaked out of Soon's mouth before he could stop it. He stared at the makeshift grave of a man who should have been his friend, his brother. General Sin coughed once before responding. I figured. I'm a dead man either way, so I may as well try to make something of a difference before the inevitable. Soon struggled to keep his voice calm. You call this making a difference? He gestured to the undignified mound of dirt. This isn't the way to do it. This isn't the way to change lives. The general laughed mirthlessly. You sound just like your missionary friend. He waved his hand at the grave. I suppose you'll tell me that he's the one who fulfilled his heavenly calling, while I've done nothing but hinder the kingdom. That's what you really think, isn't it? Soon didn't have a ready answer. Because, let me remind you, Sin went on, about that little Christian girl you've been meeting. What do you suppose would have happened if I hadn't let her go? Do you care to guess where she'd be right now? Soon cringed and shook his head. Or should I tell you about all the cases you've never even heard of? The prisoners who wet my feet with their tears, crying for joy when I bring them to safety. Should I tell you about them? The mothers I reunite with their children. The men who go back to smuggling Bibles because I look the other way when processing their intake papers. The pastor who receives an anonymous warning about a raid that would cost his life and send his pregnant wife to hard labor. You pick, Agent Soon. Tell me which story you want to hear next, and then decide who is and who isn't advancing the kingdom. Soon winced. He didn't have the strength to meet his superior's gaze. That's what I thought.
General Sin spat on the dirt and walked away. A very soft snow fell outside, muffling the noise of the outside world. The fire crackled while Hannah helped Sue Young wash the dinner dishes. Will you be crossing the river again sometime soon? So Young asked, passing Hannah a small plate. Not until the snow stops. It's too easy to track like this. It must be nice, so Young whispered. What? Getting out. Hannah glanced around for Mr. Kim. Quan says the other side of the border is a lot like San Hay, just poorer, so Young breathed. Hannah shouldn't say anything else, so Young was still a child. She didn't need to worry about the oppression that robbed individuals of their humanity just a few kilometers away. Quan's right. Hannah tried to think of some way to change the subject. They say in North Korea parents are allowed to have as many children as they want. Hannah thought of the countless flower swallows she had cared for. Some were orphans, but the majority were simply abandoned when their parents grew too poor to feed them. For someone like So Young, perhaps the idea of a large family with siblings running all around was pleasant. Quan tells me the food is different, too, that they're such good cooks they invented a way to turn tree bark into stew. So Young giggled. I wonder what it tastes like. It sounds like Quan tells you lots of things about the outside world. Hannah didn't understand why So Young grew so quiet, but the next few minutes passed by in awkward silence. You're lucky to have such a good friend. Hannah rinsed her hands. I can tell you and Quan are very close. He's my best friend, So Young's eyes beamed. When I grow up, I think he might even become my fiancé. Her face grew pensive. Did you have a fiancé in North Korea? Images raced through Hannah's mind in fast motion, Simon laughing with the other secret seminary students, Simon sitting next to her on the bench in Mrs. Stern's garden, Simon raising his voice in excitement as he expounded on a new revelation from the scriptures. Well... So Young gave her a playful sideways glance. Did you have a fiancé or not? Hannah wiped her hands dry on her apron. No. No, I never had a fiancé. You've been listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Today's episode is an installment of Torn Asunder, written by me, Alana Terry, and narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our Patreon community, where you can get regular Christian fiction audiobooks, ebooks, and even paperbacks, and all the funds that we raise go directly to Liberty and North Korea's Underground Railroad for refugees. You can find out more or get involved today at patreon.com slash alanateri. Thanks again for listening to today's show. Please don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.